0: Guys, hello. Hello. I feel like I, uh, it's like Paula said when we were in the back praying, um, it's like old home week here because I haven't seen some of your beautiful faces for a really long time. Um, like Paula said, I've been at school in California, so it's really good to be um, here with you tonight and see people that love me and that I love smiling back at me. It's been a hot minute since, um, got to speak anywhere cuz I've been gone so it's really nice to kick it off with you guys. So thanks for being here tonight. I'm also super excited because my sweet family is here. Both of my boys are here tonight. <laughs> Zachary Matthew is visiting us from Indianapolis with Jeremiah and I'm thrilled to have you guys here and of course Evanator. It's always a privilege to have your presence. I'm a sweet man. Thanks for coming. It's just good it just feels really like family tonight with you guys and to have my family here. So thanks for having me. Um, Does anybody else hear that buzzing? Is that something I'm doing, Ryan? Okay. I'll turn the mic off. Okay. We're going to be in Psalms 107. If you brought your Bibles or you have your app on your phone and you want to turn there. um, I'm going to share a message with you tonight that the Lord um, has been working in me and through me, but I'm also, Paula asked me to share a little bit of um, the prophetic kind of um, vibe that I'm getting from the Lord right now, what's going on in our climate, um, prophetically what God is doing, what, in my opinion, and what I believe he's doing in the body of Christ right now. Um, So I'm going to be a little bit of teaching and also a little bit of a prophetic talk tonight. So we're going to be in Psalms 107, and it's verse 9. And I'm going to be reading it out of the Passion Translation. How he satisfies the souls of thirsty ones and fills the hungry with all that is good. He fills the hungry with all that is good. And like Paula was saying, even in my introduction, when I've been talking to people lately and even ministering to people, a lot of the same things keep coming up in our conversations. Like Paula was mentioning, some people feel really hopeless right now, some people feel very lonely, they feel disconnected. Um, a lot of people feel like God's forgotten about them. Um, some people are even struggling with, is He real? you know? Um, there's a lot of that going on within the body of Christ. And um, these are some of these people that, that I'm having these conversations with are people that have walked with the Lord their whole lives, you know? They're in their 30s and 40s and, and older, and they're really having a hard time right now. It's, it's, a, it's a really confusing, I think, time for a lot of people and their relationship with the Lord. And I can totally relate to that same type of um, feeling for me. Um, I can remember until probably a year or two ago in my walk with the Lord, I could go sit in my sunroom and shut the door and start talking to him and instantly I would feel his presence in the room. I would feel his comfort or I would feel His just his love come and meet me wherever I was at. Um, I can remember when I would open the word and just everything was alive. It's like the words were jumping off the page to me. Um, I feel like now a lot of times lately that when I go in the sunroom and sit and talk with him, it's it's kind of a one-way conversation. I know he's listening, but I'm not hearing him speaking back to me like it used to be. Does that make sense? Is anybody else like going through these same kind of like the things that used to work, the ways that we used to just easily encounter him, those things aren't necessarily working anymore. Um, you know, even finding a church home. For us, uh, for John and I, we used to, you know, all go to one church and everything was so easy. Everybody felt connected. You had family instant connection, you walk in, you're having a hard time, you step into corporate worship, boom, everything breaks off. You leave a changed person, you're around your people, you feel the community, and so many people um, far and wide, my friends that don't even live in the United States, internationally are really struggling to find a church that feels like what they want it to feel. They're used to that instant connection and an instant um, belonging, if you will, and what that's always felt like. And for us, it's just, for me especially, no matter where I try to go, it feels like something is just missing. Not from that place, but something maybe with me and my walk with the Lord. And recently I was in Psalms 107. Um, I've been reading that chapter every morning in my devotional time for probably two years. It's just, um, it's a chapter on the goodness of God. And um, when I started feeling this, this disconnection, this um, distance that I know is not real. I mean, hear me. I know he's just as close to me now as he ever was. But when I started feeling the shift and the things not being as easy as they used to be to connect with him, this is one of the passages of Scripture that he took me to. So I, I just start my devotional time off every morning with Psalms 107. And one particular morning, fairly recently when I was reading it, Verse 9 really jumped out at me. I was talking to the Lord about this very topic, about how, like, hey, how come it's so hard to hear you? Like, you talk to me every once in a while, but it's, it's not like it used to be. It's not as often. It's not as clear. I don't feel your presence as easy. Like, you know, I've done all the checks. I'm, I'm not in any, like, blatant sin, any purposeful thing that I'm doing. There's no disconnect on his part. It's just a totally different vibe if that makes sense. And so I was talking to him about it, and um, well, actually, I was complaining, really. I was whining, and complaining in verse 9, just kind of like it used to, jumped off the page at me and was highlighted to me. And I paid attention because it's been a real long time since that's happened. And I read it again. He satisfies the souls of the thirsty and fills the hungry with all that is good. And so I just started praying it back to him, Lord, fill me with your goodness. I'm so hungry for you, Lord. I'm hungrier than I've ever been for you. Fill me with your goodness. And I just kept saying over and over, I'm just so hungry for you, Lord. I'm just standing on your word. I'm, you know, I was doing all the things. I was saying, I'm praying your word back to you. I was getting real passionate and just really pulling on heaven. And just, I just kept saying, I'm so hungry for you, God. And then I heard the Holy Spirit speak to my heart and say, are you hungry for me? Are you hungry for me, Carla? And I'm like, yes. First of all, I was super stoked that he was talking to me. Like I could feel his presence in the room. I could hear him so clearly, just like the old days. I was like, yes. And I was like, yes, Lord. Of course, I'm hungry for you. I've been praying this to you. I've been complaining that I feel like you're far away, that nothing feels so easy anymore. Everything feels different. It's harder to connect with you. It's harder to connect with people. It's harder for me to, I can't find a church home. I just started repeating back to him all the reasons that I knew that I was hungry. And I said, Yes, Lord, I am so hungry for more of you. And he said, Are you hungry? for a feast, or are you hungry for just a snack?" And that got my attention. So then I was like, if you're asking me this question, it's not because you don't know the answer. You're wanting me to look at it. So it just, I got really serious before him because I knew that he was trying to get at something. And I, I felt it, and I knew it, and I said, I just sat there unmoving, because I could feel the Holy Spirit really just stirring this in me and, and I felt like I was doing that introspective look to try and see what it was that the Lord was trying to put his finger on. And so I'm sitting there I'm starting to look in, inside myself and just kind of like try and get his perspective on what question he was really asking me and what he was really trying to say. And he took me into this like visual illustration, which he does with me a lot. I'm a visual learner. Do we have any other visual learners? That's the best for me. I can remember something and experience something so much better if I can see it. Um, And that's how he talks to me in the spirit a lot as well. He shows me things in the spirit. And so he took me into um, a picture, and it was my family back home in Mississippi to my parents' house. Um, And it was Thanksgiving. And he was reminding me of how my family, traditionally my whole life growing up, celebrates Thanksgiving and you know we have a late lunch that's what we do we eat about the big meal about two o'clock on thanksgiving day so that means all morning we starve ourselves so that we can eat all the good food for thanksgiving so that there's room in the inn right you want to save space for the good stuff i mean thanksgiving is food that you get usually once or twice a year you got the turkey dressing, stuffing, depending on where you're from, green bean casserole, mashed potatoes and gravy, my famous corn casserole, all the good stuff, right? So we don't eat all day. Like at breakfast, I'll have like a little tiny bite of a breakfast bar, or I'll go a little later if I get hungry and just have a little bite of some chips and dip or just something really small to snack on to tide me over until the big meal, right? And so the Lord's just like walking me through this and and reminding me of the way that I'll allow myself to get hungry because I'm waiting for the good stuff. That's our goal, to be so hungry and have so much room in our stomachs for the good stuff that we get on Thanksgiving and it's totally worth it to be hungry all day because we know what's coming. We know what we're waiting for. We know what the payoff is going to be to sit down together at that time of day and enjoy a family meal together at that table. And we have the capacity to hold all that good food because we haven't eaten all day and we haven't snacked on anything else. And so the Holy Holy Spirit whispers to me again as he's showing this to me. And he said, Carla, are you hungry for a feast? Or do you just want a snack? Because I can give you a snack. and give you something to tide you over. But what I really want to do is increase your capacity. I want to make room inside of you for the new thing that I'm doing. I want to make you have room for what I want to pour inside of you. And the only way that's going to happen is if we're hungry, right? If we've made room. Sometime, thanks, baby. Sometimes when I was little around our house on Thanksgiving, 2 o'clock was way too late in the day to to wait for food. And I just would get impatient and say, that's way too long. And I would go in the pantry and eat like a whole bag of Chex Mix, like over in the corner in the floor and like just fill up with food. But then I would always regret it, right? Because then all the good stuff comes out and I've got no room for it. I didn't have the appetite for the good stuff that I would have had if I hadn't snacked. It reminds me a little of Moses leaving the camp in the wilderness. You've got all the Israelites there. If you remember, they've they've left Egypt. They're in the wilderness. Moses is leading them, and he's going to go up on the mountain because God's going to give him the Ten Commandments, right? God wanted the people to come and meet with him, but they're scared, so they sent Moses, right? They're like, no, you go. So, the people send Moses up to the mountain to get The word of the Lord right to bring back to them and he's gone a really long time they decide he's been gone too long way too long so what do they do they make a golden calf to worship right they're like he's gone too long who knows when or if he's coming back we're just gonna make our own God to worship because we need something to worship so we're gonna make our own thing they decided that they were done waiting and they had Aaron build a calf. And we read that story now and we're like, are you kidding me? Like that's so crazy, you guys had the living God like right there, you could see the glory cloud, you could see the fire, you heard his voice, you encountered him at the Red Sea. Like how is it that you would settle for this golden calf, this inanimate object that can't even speak when you've got the living God just because you got impatient, and we're just like, that's crazy. But if we're being honest, haven't we done the same thing? I know I have. You guys are Jesus perfect people, but I know that I for sure have. Um, Like I said, when I'm not hearing God's voice as clearly or as easily as I would like, sometimes I'll just be like, okay, well, he's not talking, and I'll just check out and go turn on the Netflix marathon some shows, get my Hulu app going, and just zone out, right? Or maybe I'll just head to the mall, do a little retail therapy, fill the void that way. Or maybe um, some of us just hop online, get our lonely feelings and need for human connection met that way, online. Or maybe, I'm feeling hopeless about that situation or circumstance that I've literally been praying for for years to see some kind of breakthrough. And I just decide that I am done praying about that. I haven't seen God move like I want him to move. I haven't seen the promise come to pass. I don't want to get down on my knees one more time. I don't want to cry another tear. I'm just done praying about it, so maybe I just go have that glass of wine instead and just self-medicate the pain, self-medicate my longing for my situation to be different. Or maybe I go eat another slice of that cake on the counter. It's different for everybody, but folks, those are our golden calves. It's the same thing. We have seen God move as well just like the Israelites have. If you think about it, in your life, you have seen the goodness of God. You can remember times that he came through for you. You can remember what it feels like to know his presence is in the room. You can hear his voice. But when we get tired of waiting, we get tired of hoping, and we decide... When we decide that he's taken too long, we take matters into our own hands and we settle for those golden calves. And then we don't have an appetite anymore because we're already full. Those things that the enemy uses to bring distraction and self-medication and dependency on those things instead of God, those things never ultimately satisfy They might for a day or two, an hour or two, but ultimately, they're not the real thing. They're not the good food. They're the filler food, right? The stuff that they put in food now to make you more full, but it's not nutritious. It's not real food. It's not the real deal. Psalms 23.5 says, "'You will become my delicious feast.'" And that's what he kept saying to me that day. He's like, Carla, I want to be your delicious feast. I want to be what fills you up. I want to be what you have an appetite for. And the Holy Spirit's been talking to me about this a lot Um, recently. He's showing me that this is actually what's prophetically, like I mentioned earlier, I want to talk about, this is what's happening on the earth right now. He's doing this. All this discontent that we feel with him, all this... um, uncomfortable awkward emptiness sometimes where we feel disconnected but we know he's there all of this that's going on is not because we've turned away from God or like I said we're in some kind of blatant sin or God has turned away from us because we know that will never be true right it's because he is doing a new thing on the earth And in order to make us hungry for that new thing, he absolutely refuses to allow the things that we have used in the past to satiate our hunger. He's just not going to allow it because he has the better thing, right? And some of those things are good. Reading the word is good. We need to be in the word. Sitting and praying and talking with him in our devotional time is good. We need to do all those things. But he's also going to come at us in a new way. He's going to be doing a new thing. And so our comfortable slide way of hey God let's sit down and talk for five minutes then I gotta go to work great talking with you see you later that felt great I feel good that's that's not enough anymore he's making us hungrier than that because he wants to do something bigger he wants our capacity increased and he especially is not going to allow all the golden calves the fillers to fill our needs anymore it's just not going to work I mean, I don't know if you've experienced this, but all of a sudden, one glass of wine doesn't do the trick, so then it's two glasses of wine. One extra piece of cake, still feeling a little, so now I need another piece. That one purchase at the mall now turns into like a $350 slam on your bank account, because each time you need a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more to fill you up. And he wants to fill you with the good thing. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the message, I can relate to how so many people have been feeling about their their own spiritual walk lately and the spiritual climate that they're living in in general. There's just been, I feel like, from talking to people and in my own life, there's been a lot, a lot of warfare lately. I talk to so many people whose health has been more attacked than ever before this year. So many people whose finances have like dried up or been squeezed dry this year. People who have left their church or can't find a church. They've decided to quit church altogether. Um, there's there's been a lot of attacks on people um, so much warfare and I know it's because we're so close to what God is doing and the new thing that he's bringing and the new encounter with him like Paula was saying there is a personal encounter that he wants to pour out for every one of us because it's like she said it is one encounter with him that changes everything you can't encounter him and not come away transformed that's just the power of God that's the power of the encounter. But I, um, I've been experiencing a lot of warfare since I got back from school. Um, John and I especially, we had like this two-week honeymoon phase when I first got back. I was gone for nine months and we would see each other, you know, for short little visits. But um, the first two weeks I was back, it was like, it's like we were newly married. It was awesome. Um, everything was hunky-dory it was like hey babe hey babe how are you good are you you know it's just like smiles and hugs all around and then after about two weeks it's like we hit some kind of like literally I felt like I woke up one morning and stepped into hell (laughs) and I'm, I'm super not trying to exaggerate but that's literally what it's been like and it was literally an overnight thing I was like what is happening how can we go? I even said out loud to him on the front porch. I was like, I don't understand how we can go from this happy, bliss, love, la-la land over here like we're in some kind of musical to this hell that we can't even agree on the color of the sky right now. Are you joking? It was, it's, it's really been bad. I knew it was warfare. I called a couple of friends that prayed for me. I reached out. I was like, what is happening? Please pray for me. This is crazy. Because it was so over the top. That's how I always know it's the enemy's agenda because it's, he always overplays his hand. It's always way over the top, ridiculous. And this was happening, and, and even though I knew it was warfare, when you're in it, it doesn't matter. You don't care if it's warfare or if it's just like every day of being alive. You just want it to stop right? You're just like, enough of this. And I tell you, my mind was so attacked with negativity and accusation and a hopelessness about our marriage that I literally have not experienced since I first came back to the Lord over a decade ago. It was so intense that I couldn't speak about it. I couldn't even fully use my words when I would call and ask for prayer. It was that bad. I tried all my golden calves at first. And of course, none of that worked. Thank God he wouldn't allow it. And finally, one day, I just cried out to God, and I said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what the heck, except I didn't say heck, (laughs) is actually going on, but I can't fix it. I can't apparently make it stop. I don't know how to shift it, how to change it. It is demonic, but I need it to stop. And you are the only one that can do it. I have absolutely no hope for this ever changing. This was a situation in our marriage that really, to be honest, has been a relational issue for us for years. I mean, I don't know if you guys have that one thing in your marriage that just kinda picks and it revisits every once in a while and you have to Or even in relationships with a friend, you've got that one thing that you two just don't agree about. You can't see eye to eye. And that's what was happening with us. We had this one situation that we just could not find common ground. We couldn't see eye to eye. And I just cried out to the Lord and I said, I don't know what else to do. I have literally nothing left to pray about it, say about it, think about it. In any way, shape, or form, I said, I am fully leaning into you, Abba. And I said, honestly, Father, I, I don't even have hope for that particular situation in our marriage ever changing. And, and that's what I did. I stopped trying to figure it out. I stopped trying to fix it. I just waited on him like he had told me earlier. I just waited on him. I said, I don't want the golden calves. I want the feast. I don't want my way, I want your way, whatever that looks like. I want what you have for me. I stopped all my ways of numbing the pain and staying distracted. Stopped getting on Netflix, that was super hard actually. I stopped trying to self-medicate with my glass of wine at night. I stopped all those things and I just waited on him. I went in my sunroom and I sat there. And I talked to him, and even when he was silent, I sat there and waited. And I just kept saying, I want to feast on the goodness of God. I want verse 9. So I will wait. I'm not going to snack. I'm not going to substitute. I'm going to lead in and wait for you. Because I decided no matter what, I wanted to feast on the goodness of God. And then finally, um, pretty recently, last weekend I think it was, um, I saw some real breakthrough in our situation, and nobody was as shocked as me. (laughs) I was like, what? After all these years, God is doing it. He's bringing us to where we can can get past the impasse. You know, we can talk about it. We can find um, some common ground. We can find a compromise that we can both live with, right? I, um, I knew it was something only God could do, and I was so grateful Sunday night when I went to bed, and when I woke up Monday morning, I felt a literal shift in the atmosphere. Like it, it, I felt the heaviness was gone, the oppression was gone. I truly believe whatever demonic nonsense that was in my home, the Lord just handled it. It was gone. I've, I felt that our situation had, had shifted, our breakthrough had come, and our circumstances also portrayed that. It wasn't just a feeling I had the situation was different. And I was so (laughs) excited. And I remember we went to the gym that day together. This is a little bit of story time, but hang in there with me. We went to the gym that morning that everything had shifted. And we left the gym, we rode together, my car was parked at John's office. And he was driving me back to my truck because I was gonna go pick up Paula go to lunch at Mad Green's and get a salad and we were driving down I-25 heading south towards Whoopensburger and right when we're passing in front of the outlet mall on your right if you're heading south John's like look at that and we look up through his sunroof and there's a giant hawk John said it was about 20 feet above us so pretty low flying above us with this long snake hanging out of its talons. It was the freakiest, but the coolest thing because we could see it so good. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is crazy. And right as it was flying over us, and we were just both like, wow, the Lord said to me just as clear as day, the enemy's been defeated. The enemy has been defeated. And I knew it was a prophetic sign from God that we had breakthrough. That The breakthrough that I've been praying for, everything with our situation, in our relationship, just all of it, even the oppression and the heaviness and the bull crap, like it was done. And I said it out loud to him. I was like, because it just, I mean, it hit me so clear. And I was like, the enemy's been defeated. And John's like, great. (laughs) Like, he's like, whatever you say, babe, that's awesome. But we got, we both got really excited. John dropped me off. I went and picked up Paula. We headed over to Mad Green's, and we're walking into Mad Green's right by the outlet mall. And we go to walk in the door, and we're talking, just talking away, looking at each other, and Paula's looking at me, and I look down and to reach for the door, and right when I look down, there's this giant snake with its head cut off in front of the door. Like, you couldn't open the door because the snake was right there, and Paula was about to step on it, and I did the mom arm, right, that, that we all know. we just like, no, step on it. And she's like, oh my gosh, I gotta get a picture of that. And now I'm so glad that you did. Um, I looked at her, I said, I can't believe it, That is because I hadn't told her yet. I said, that is the second snake that I've seen in less than half an hour that's dead. And I told her about the Lord saying, the enemy's been defeated. And I heard it in my spirit again. And she took a picture, and, and we had to go around the door because the snake was blocking the door. And the people sitting outside it's like, yeah, it just dropped there. Earlier And everybody's been having to go around to the side door let the, you let know, the people inside, the servers, know so they can come out and get it out of the way so people can use the front door again. And we walked around and went inside and had our salad. And I texted John the picture that Paula took. And I said, second snake in less than half an hour. And I said, it was literally blocking the door to the entrance. And I said, it's a prophetic sign from the Lord again. That the enemy's been defeated and John called me and he's like babe that's the same snake that's the same snake it literally flew over that's exactly where we were earlier and it probably was wiggling or whatever and it just broke the head off and it dropped but I'm like what are the chances that it's right in front of the door of the restaurant that I'm going to literally less than 30 minutes later laying there with its head cut off and right yeah she's got the picture but I texted him, I said, headless snake, literally blocking the door. And I just heard it in my spirit again. I felt his presence come on me. Paula walked away to get Chris's lunch. And I felt his presence come on me so strong in that moment. You guys, like I haven't felt in a really long time. It was so strong on me that my knees were trying to buckle. And Paula turned around and saw me She's like, what's going on girl? She knew something was happening, and I just kept hearing John say, that's the same snake, that's the same snake with its head cut off, and I just kept hearing the Lord saying, the enemy's been defeated. The enemy's been defeated. That's what I want to release to you guys tonight. I want to release that breakthrough that you're waiting for, I don't know if it's your health. I don't know if it's your marriage. I don't know if it's your finances. I don't know if it's even like something you got going on with the Lord, but I just want to speak over your life right now and declare that the enemy has been defeated. You are not alone. You are not forgotten. Your situation is not hopeless. You didn't miss God. Things are happening on the earth right now, and some of it, yes, is bullcrap warfare. But a lot of it is because God is removing the things that the enemy has brought against us and that we have used to fill up that space so that he can bring his goodness that we're all praying and asking for for years. Everybody talks about the revival that's coming, it's coming. You guys, I can feel the shift. We are on the verge of such a love encounter with a good father. Tonight when Tim played that third song, that's a Jen Johnson Bethel song, and I know it because three days ago he started singing that in my head and I started playing it. It's been on repeat. And when that came on tonight, I could not hold it together. I had asked the Lord in the shower, please play that song tonight. Wouldn't that be sweet? And so for Tim to play it, just it rocked me, you guys. I felt like he was confirming the word that I spoke to you tonight about the goodness that he wants you to feast on. He wants to increase your capacity. He's no longer gonna allow the, the old stuff and the old ways to be enough for us because he wants us to be hungry for the new things. He wants us to be in hungry, to be hungry for the encounters, for his presence, for his goodness. So I encourage you to press in and wait for him. Don't settle for the other stuff. Don't satisfy your hunger in other ways. Sit in the silence. Be uncomfortable. Keep pulling on heaven for his voice. It's coming. It's all coming. I encourage you to wait for his goodness as it says in Psalms 107.9, let him fill your hunger with all that is good. You guys Dana, and let me pray for you. I just want to release some stuff and, and just pray for you for just a minute. There are a couple of things that I really felt like the Lord wanted me to, uh, to pray about specifically. So, Father God, we just thank you so much for the privilege of being able to, like I always say, meet in a public place and talk about God and worship you. There's so many people that don't have that privilege in other countries. So I just thank you, God, for the privilege of being able to worship you freely. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this place. I thank you, God, that you are good. Lord, we want to feast on your goodness. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I just declare over everyone here, the enemy has been defeated in your situation. The enemy has been defeated. The enemy has been defeated. God is for you, who can be against you. I thank you God that you are pouring out your goodness in tangible ways. I thank you for signs in each person's life that's hearing this right now, God. I thank you for tangible signs like you did for me and John with this headless snake. Not once, but twice, Jesus. I thank you for tangible signs in their lives that point back to you, God, and your goodness. Lord, it would be such an encouragement. I thank you for oh, an infilling of hope, just an in, like a flood of hope into each person's spirit, God, into their hearts, into their minds. I speak to people whose, whose thoughts have been tormented like mine were recently. I speak to their thoughts right now, and I command those tormenting spirits to stop right now in the name of Jesus. I release peace, the peace of Jesus, the mind of Christ to you right now in Jesus' name. Father, anybody that needs healing in their body, Lord, I just release healing into their body right now in Jesus' name. Any place where there's infirmity, any place that's been a constant source of pain, especially a reoccurring thing, I just say no more in the name of Jesus. I just thank you, Father, for the full shalom the full shalom of God in their body right now in Jesus' name. Father, where finances have been blocked and dried up and tied up, I just call forth the finances of heaven right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, that you are a God of more than enough. So I just break off lack right now in Jesus' name. I release your goodness into our finances, the provision of heaven. Father. I release God encounters with you for every person listening to this, Father. I thank you that we, we can't encounter you and not come away transformed. So I release transformational encounters right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I just pray that even some of us tonight are going to go home and dream and encounter you in our dreams. We're going to think it was a dream, but we're actually having a heavenly encounter. And I thank you, God, that we'll remember it when we wake up and we'll know that you met with us and that we were transformed even in our sleep. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you, God, for who you created us to be. I pray that we walk in the fullness of our destinies and our authority here on earth. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, I pray. Amen. Bless you guys.